Hello and welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Grandpa Duke's Old Fashioned Duck Butter. Summer's coming to a close and time's running out to get the absolute best batches of Grandpa Duke's Old Fashioned Duck Butter. This thick and salty spread pairs perfectly with just about everything. Bread, fruit, mashed potatoes, you name it. It's all natural and that means it's good for you. Duck butter season is ending fast, so go on and get yours before the winter comes. Head on over to dukesduckbutter.com now and enter the promo code MINDGAP to get your free 16-ounce carton of Grandpa Duke's old-fashioned duck butter today. This week's episode is brought to you by Elfin and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and tasty food. Elfin and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials, happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and some delicious-ass food for you to chew on while you watch some fucking sports. Come on down to Elfin and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that Mind Gap Podcast sent you. On this week's episode, Justin and I discuss the states that probably struggle the most to create a marketing campaign in order to get people to visit. We also dream about what it would be like to speak another language, and then we issue a formal apology for our major fuck-up on Twitter the other day. We then dive into the recent news about Sony taking Spider-Man away from Marvel Studios. Special thanks to the folks on Twitch who joined us to record this episode. You're awesome. All right, children, get your blankies, lay down on your cots, close your eyes for nap time while I crank up the volume on the boombox for episode 210 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. The Sultan of Swat. The Sultan of Swat. <laughs> what was his name? The Sandlot? Was it Repeat? No, what was his name? <laughs> it's Pete and Repeat. Pete and Repeat were in a boat. Pete fell off. Who was left? Yeah, go fuck yourself. That's who was left. No, you're wrong. It was Repeat. Pete and Pete <laughs> were in a boat. Um, the Sandlot. <laughs> the Sand in My Pants. It's also not the, the Justin Strand. I wrote the Sandlog, and that's not. <laughs> That's just a that's poop after the beach. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we should catalog that for year five. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch help us remember that <laughs> the sand log is poop. Poop Lovely. after the beach. Uh, squid. This is gonna be worth it. I can't wait. Alan, yeah, yeah. Tom, Tommy, repeat Timmons. <laughs> Tommy, repeat Timmons. Tommy, repeat Timmons, and Timmy Timmons. There we go. Tommy and Timmy. Tommy and Timmy. Tommy repeat Tim. Wait a second. Are you fucking telling me that your fucking brother's Tommy repeat Timmons? Yeah, I'm telling your fucking brother's Tommy repeat Timmons. Wait a second. Are you fucking Tommy repeat Timmons? I'm not Tommy fucking repeat Timmons. But your brother but is. But my brother is. So you're Timmy Timmons. I'm Timmy Timmons. My brother is Tommy repeat Timmons. You lost your fucking accent, pa. <laughs> oh, well, I do, I do say I don't know what you're talking about. Perfect Boston accent. Thank you. Yeah. Spill my tea, you fucking twat. <laughs> oh, everything. Everything, everything is amazing. Everything is amazing. 
Can't say that other word, otherwise you have to pay royalties. That's true. Mm-hmm. Girl, please. Many things are awesome. See, I didn't say it. Things are pretty good, depending on the day and the time of the week. <laughs> Many things are okay in Minnesota. <laughs> That's the new... Like Michigan has pure Michigan. That's Minnesota. <laughs> so everything's pretty okay in Minnesota. Minnesota. In Minnesota. How crazy is that to, to think of tourism for a state i guess it's not as crazy when you're like if you're like you know california is pretty easy yeah but if you're you're the idahos of the world come check out idaho what do you hold on that actually hold on u.s states tell me more just because (laughs) just because i can't think of all of them all the states so i need an i need an image Mm because i work off i work off picture books (laughs) uh because i'm a dumb dumb all right so Like, how would you pitch some of these? Idaho. Let's. Uh, which, which one do you. Which state are do you we think doing, is. A, are we doing songs for them? Or like, like jingles? Even, you have to see an ad for it. And there's. What's, what's the tagline for coming to a state? And I think. What's, which state do you think is the hardest one to do? The state that's the hardest one to do, honestly, I think would be either Arkansas or Mississippi. Uh, I think it's got to be Nebraska. Oh, dude, no, easy. What? Toto lived here. That's Kansas? All right, well, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I give up, then you're right. Oh, that's right. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) You think Nebraska, huh? Yeah, man. Um, They're they're known for two main cities, Omaha and the other one I can't think of. (laughs) I know this because when we worked at, at assignment desk... And we had anything in Nebraska, we were always like, fuck. <laughs> because if it wasn't near Omaha yes. or the other one, and the people that we, the, the folks that we used there were, they charged out the ass because they were like the only people in Nebraska. And it was basically, these cities were relatively close to one another. Is it Lincoln, Nebraska? That's it. All right. Or is it Bellevue? I don't think it's Bellevue. How about La Vista? Nope. Was it Seaward? There it is. Or Seaward in Nebraska? That's a landlocked state. That's how, just a lie. How about Sydney? Nope. Oh yeah, that's what it was. Was it Aurora? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all of those. Was it uh, was it Kazad <laughs> or Kozad? <laughs> it's Kozad. How about Broken Bow or Bro- O'Neill? That's where all the Irish people in Nebraska live. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where are you from? I'm from Nebraska. <laughs> Oh, you don't say? Bullshit. Where? Oh, no, I live in O'Neill. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. All the Australian people live in Sydney. Right. <laughs> My name's Connor Seamus of the O'Neill, Nebraska Seamuses. Shamai. <laughs> How about Red Cloud? Red Cloud is a town of 1,010 people. There you go. Red Cloud, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Next, ne- the next screenplay that I write is going to be based in Red Cloud, Nebraska. And and it's someone who's working to drive tourism to that city and to that state. And their tagline is Nebraska. <laughs> We've got Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what do you do like, for Nebraska. I don't know what you do. Well, here, let's do this. Let's just see what is Nebraska's biggest export. Corn. And that they're the Cornhuskers. That's like that's okay. What known so for corn. Oh, sorry. So Nebraska, fuck Iowa. We have the corn. <laughs> I think that fits in a quarter. It does. Yeah. We have the corn. Wait, is is Iowa or is uh, is Iowa or Indiana more 
corn based? I think Iowa. Yeah. Indiana's more KKK based. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so okay. Yeah. Then I would say Nebraska. Fuck Iowa. We got the corn. <laughs> and then you could go into the we got the corn. We got the corn. Fuck Iowa. We, we got, got the corn. corn. Yeah. See, it, it works. That's your jingle. There you go. Yeah. That's how you do it. Every in before like after the. Before the national, no, after the national anthem, you then do the Nebraska chant. It's called know. the Nebraska shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> Nebraska shuffle. <laughs> we got the corn. corn. We got the corn. corn. Fuck Iowa. We, we got, got the corn. Nebraska. I don't know why we're all of a sudden doing that song, but we are. Um, um, I want to see what is it. Uh, it's a population, rank, density. And if you're from Nebraska and you're listening, congratulations. Yes, you've survived this long. You've done it. <laughs> what is its major export? Oh, my God, Justin. It's got to be corn. It has to be corn. It's got all three branches of government, though. I'm glad. <laughs> it should. So there's that. Uh, so Jared says that... <laughs> I can't wait for Jared to weigh on this. Jared said there was a mock tagline for the Northern Territory in Australia. Mm-hmm. So the Northern Territory is abbreviated NT. Ah. So it's CU in the NT. C, U, the letter C and U. Gotcha. For those who are listening and not watching. Gotcha. C, U in the NT, which spells what? That's, that's, that's. Cunt. It spells can't. cunt. <laughs> Don't rush uh, me. Water speech says Nebraska is just corn. And then he also said Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm playing catch up. They, they answered these for us. These guys were all over it. Thank you. As and always. they wrote it so it looked like it was one word. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, snow. what's up, snot rag? Uh, street corn. Mm. He says street corn. Followed by mm, dot, uh, dot, mm-hmm. dot. No, no dots. Just mm. <laughs> Street corn. Street comma. corn. Mm. Mm. Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, P- Piper Pilot said, what a great place to join. Uh, yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> We're just He's, going. As he, says the, as he says the C word. That's right, amazing. Exactly, hey, yeah. welcome. Bam. Well, welcome. We appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. So I argue Nebraska would be the hardest. You know what? I'm not going to lie. Nebraska is a tough one. I can come up with nothing for it. Because so. I feel like with Mississippi and Besides, Arkansas, we got the corn. I mean, Mississippi, I'd say it's got some history, and it does, but it ain't great history. How about, so for Mississippi's tech, it's just, we're sorry. Mississippi's like hey, it's 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 just fine down here. Mississippi, we're getting sorry. <laughs> we, we're get, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say we're getting better, but I don't think Mississippi is getting better. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, because there's ones like Louisiana. That's pretty easy, right? You got your New Orleans and and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, West Virginia might be a tough one too. Where Cole came and died. <laughs> there you go. You got it right there. Where Cole came and died. Uh, Water Speech says, what about New Hampshire? I would say New Hampshire's is, we have maple syrup too. <laughs> We're in the East Coast. <laughs> We're the lesser known bastard child of the East Coast. <laughs> or Connecticut. <laughs> Snap. ESPN lives here. <laughs> As does uh, WWE. There you go. Connecticut's got it's that's a that's a twofer right there. It's what that is. Goddamn right. Uh yeah. What else could we do here? Let's see. Uh Arkansas would be a tough one. Clintons. <laughs> Next. Hashtag uh, what about Clinton Ro- body count. What about <laughs> What about Rhode Island? If Hague was if Hague was here, he would have a couple things to say about Rhode Island. None of them nice. Yeah. So 
Pitch me Rhode Island. Um, we're we're the nipple of America. <laughs> All right. Right, because they have milk. In Rhode Island? Yeah, I, I think I they think have. I they, s- there's not an embargo on milk, so yes. <laughs> I'm thinking, In that state, I mean, they have milk. We've heard of the Rhode Island dairy cow, right? Right. I mean, that's a prized, prized cow. What if, well, all right, so what if the state slogan was, did you blink? Turn around and drive through us again. And that's a weird thing for me to really wrap my head around when people are like, yeah, man, I live in Pennsylvania, but I, I'd commute to you know, New York City. Right. I'm like, huh? Because I'm so used to living. You're in- just like, wait a second. That's a whole nother fucking. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's kind of like Europe. It would how like, oh, yeah, I just drove from Spain down to Portugal right. and then hopped a quick uh, lift over to Germany. And I'm like, what? How's that possible? We were just talking to someone, uh, one of our the other dog walkers in the neighborhood, uh, dog owners. She walks her dog, too, but she owns it. Um, <laughs> she was She's going to Italy and uh, she's been there a few times and she was telling us. Because Beth and I are trying to figure out, like, for our tenure, what are we going to do? And we were thinking about Italy. You know what you have to get her. Uh, I'll listen to last week's episode and find out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is it leather? It's iron. 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 Iron candy. Excuse iron me. candy. That's right. <laughs> um, so, uh, but, the, but she was telling us the same thing. She was just like, yeah, you can, you know, uh, hop on a train. And in two, like, it's, I think she said that Illinois is bigger than the country of Italy mm-hmm. or something of that, to that effect. Where I'm, that, that blew my mind when I heard that. I, oh, yeah. I have no reference for anything in Europe. So yeah, I remember um, my sister-in-law lived in Germany for a long time, and and they just really missed the ability to just hop on a train and just be in another country. Right, they lived so in Germany, easy. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like seven years, yeah. and they were just hopping on trains, going to different places all yeah. the time. Super easy. Their train system over there is fucking fantastic. Yeah, and uh, it's very easy, very convenient to get around and just explore. And it's like imagine. Because you could argue that you know each state in the U.S. has a little bit of a different culture, but it really drastically changes as you kind of go from coast to coast. Whereas, imagine going from like Missouri to Kansas, and they speak a different language. Yes, and they have a completely different culture, like right. maybe a different currency. Right. <laughs> and it's, yeah, that's, it's one of those things where it's hard for you need a American, passport to go there. Right. As Americans, <laughs> it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that yeah, the the equivalent of traveling uh, state to state is what people do country to country. It's, it, it's very hard to until you've been over there and I've still yet to be over there. Unfortunately, is that it, it's, it's, it's just a whole different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a whole different way of, but the thing is how fucking amazing is it that when you are in that, you know, environment, you can experience so many different cultures in such a short fucking time span. Well, it's interesting too, because uh, I actually just started, I finished reading um, this, I guess you'd call it a comic. It's called Mouse, M-A-U-S. And uh, it's basically, it's it's an extremely heavily award-winning, heavily award-winning, it's won many awards uh, for its depiction of essentially a son recounting the stories of his father who survived the Holocaust. Okay. And he does it in a way where anyone who is Jewish in the comic is uh, drawn like a mouse. Nazis or Germans are, are drawn like cats. Um, Polish people are drawn like pigs. Like he, he kind of uses animals to tell this horrific story yeah. of the stuff that his father went through. But one of the things I thought was interesting in it was, A, um, when his son, because his son has basically recorded the conversation, wrote notes, and he actually like depicts himself like writing and drawing the stuff out as as it happened. One of the things he noticed, he went to a therapist about it. He said he was feeling guilty and everything. And the therapist said, you know what's crazy about that is, he's like, 
some good people died, some bad people survived. He goes, it was all random, and it was crazy. Yeah. And what his the son was trying to portray was that his father, at an old age, still carried on a lot of the characteristics of him surviving the Holocaust. He saved everything, and he didn't. He was like. It, whatever he could do to have something in his pocket was so important because in his story, everything you had, you, you were able to barter with, to, to bribe people, to do whatever you could do to survive. And one of the things that was incredibly important was the ability to speak multiple languages. Mm. In one particular situation, there was a guy who was essentially in charge of his prisoner unit in, in uh, Auschwitz, and he was looking for someone who spoke different languages. And because he was able to speak Polish, German, in English, this guy specifically was looking for someone to speak English, and because he was able to do so, the guy basically gave him special treatment, gave him like extra food. Because in the guy who was in charge, he wanted to learn English because he's like, the Americans will be coming by here pretty soon, and I have a feeling that knowing English will put us at an, put me in advantage yeah. to basically help get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So he, they was bartering with that sort of stuff. So the idea of being able to speak multiple languages is is not unusual. Right. When if I'm going from Missouri to Kansas and or Illinois to Indiana and there's a different language, obviously that stuff's going to bleed over. Yeah. And when people give Americans shit for like, you only know English. I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's really what we speak in this giant mass of a country next yeah. to, you know, some other languages. But it's not so prevalent where it's like you cross the state line. It's like completely different right. language well, is spoken over here. And I think that's that's uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's, there's a. There's a little justification for for anyone who grew up in the United States of of why you only speak English because it's not as it's not nearly as necessary as as when you're living in Europe. But also, I think that is uh, to the detriment of of Americans 100%. as well too. Because I'm just like, what a what a great just natural thing to have happen when you grow up is like, look, you're gonna need this because a two hour train ride gets you to a completely different country. So mm-hmm. you will need this uh, this skill to have or oh, this this, yeah. this skill set. I am. I am beyond jealous of those who can speak multiple languages. Oh, I, I know. I wish nothing more than, and I honestly think that there's something my brain is wired incorrectly or something because I just like when I was in uh, high school, I took Spanish, you know, and I took uh, t- two years in junior high, two years in high school. I retained almost none of it. Of course, like I know the the standard, uh, you know, where's Love the library? The right. Yeah. The day. I worked in a kitchen in uh, college and I learned more there <laughs> arguably than I did in, in, uh, you know, in school. Mm-hmm. And then I try, I lived with Milos for a couple of years and he tried to teach me Serbian and that went horribly awry. <laughs> I know two phrases. Both of them are terrible. Sam. Um, what's that? Sam. Uh, oh, fuck. No, I can't even remember. Um, mm-hmm. and Pichkete Matrina. Nice. Which one of them is fuck your mother. And the other one, I can't remember what it means, but it's not good. So, um, yeah, it's just, I, I wish, I wish that I was more like clued into just what, it, like speaking other language. Cause I feel like too, when you learn one, it just, it's almost a domino effect from what I've heard is they, it just gets easier to learn more because you start picking up similarities you can start to make, you know, it probably depends in. on the type of language. Like if you do one of the yeah. romance languages, like if you if you I know like Spanish and Portuguese are pretty close. They're and gonna, Italian. They're, they're going to be different, but yeah. you're going to be able to. I remember working at the hotel and uh, we'd have some guests from Brazil come by and they'd be asking questions. And I turned to our some of our uh, bell guys and they spoke Spanish and they come over and they'd be like they talk to them when they're done. They're like, I only heard I only understood about 60 percent 
I go, that's 60% more than I can understand. <laughs> He's like, yeah, the, the Portuguese and Spanish, there's some differences. I'm like, I, I imagine that there are, but yeah. they're similar enough to be like, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, to be able to figure that stuff out. And, and it's one of those things where, you know, it, it's definitely interesting, like conjugating the verbs. Like I was really, um, for some reason, I was like, I'm going to take French. Yeah. Because that applies in everything. That, I'm going to use that. But honestly, uh, be honest. Did you take it because you thought it would help you absolutely with not. the ladies? I was like, everyone's taking Spanish. I want to do something different. Okay. And um, so you did it to rebel. I did it because I was just like, I don't know, man. I really wish I would have done Spanish, sure. but um, yeah. But how much French do you currently speak? Well, here's the thing. I can read it relatively well. I let me let me pull that back a little bit. Really, Doug. For example, <laughs> in the comic, <laughs> the boys, uh, one of the characters is Frenchy. And uh, there's times where he speaks in French uh, in the comics, and I'm able to actually understand okay. what it is. Now, if you spoke it to me, I'd be like, <laughs> "What?" Because right. especially French, it just it, it meshes, it, it's it's it flows together so well, right? Like, and, and you're kind of like, I remember doing exercises where it's like you listen to it and you have to write down what was said. I'm like, "Fuck, what?" And then they write it out. I'm like, he didn't say that. Like the the S carried over, and it's like, what? Because the rules are like, if it ends in a consonant and then the next word starts with a vowel, you you drag it out. So if it's an S, it's like, um, vous avez. It's actually V O U S A V E Z, but you say vous avez, not vous. Ave. Right. You have to let you slur it together. So if you're if you're speaking quickly, like I imagine someone trying to listen to English and they're just speaking, you're like, whoa, that just like that was a whole bunch of just really fluid <laughs> stuff that came out of your yeah. mouth, sir. What'd you say? Um, but I, I, I can read some of the stuff and be like, I can pick out words here and there and be yeah. like, I think I know what they're talking Contextually, about. Contextually, you can kind of put it together. If you were to hand me a newspaper, I'd be like, I don't know what the fuck we're talking right. about. But in, in the small uses in which I've seen them in comics and things, I've been like, oh, okay, I kind of get what they're saying. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, so yeah. I would definitely I know, like to know. I, uh, none of that works for me in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I mean, the, yeah, like, there are, the, the nice thing about Spanish is that some words are, re- like, again, just with context clues, you can kind of figure out what they're mm-hmm. saying or, they're, like, I in no way, shape, or form, when I'm listening to two people have a have a conversation in Spanish, I can I can pick out, like, probably three words in a, in a total of, like, a five-minute conversation. I'm yeah. like, all right, I think... I heard, I heard, uh, you know, biblioteca. They're going to the <laughs> library. I can, I can get that. Yeah. What they're doing at the library, I have no idea. It's so funny because you know you talked about how you took it in school, but didn't feel like you learned much. But then on your job, you learn yeah. more. It's because there was application. You know what? That's true. Because you, I, I heard how actual Spanish speakers spoke the language, and it was not this like they don't speak by the rules. Mm-mm. You don't like it's, it's the same thing with English. Yeah. You learn the rules, but fuck the rules. Like yeah. you know, like, there's a discussion going on on Twitch right now uh-huh. how uh, the um, <laughs> uh, speed limits are suggestion. Rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> uh, we have a new uh, person, Piper Pilot. Yeah. Uh, they they said that rules are meant to be broken, and so right that, on Piper. That, that has sparked a, a little conversation here. But yeah. to that end, fuck the rules. When you're learning a language. That's not how the actual speakers of the language. Well, it's speak. kind of like you know. There, there's good guidelines, but that's not how they speak. It's, it's like when you and I learn the rules of improv, right? You learn the rules so you can bend them. Absolutely, because you need to learn the rules because you have to learn exactly the same thing like learning the rules of the road for driving. Right. You need to learn how everything goes, and then you can make judgment calls on when to be like, you know what, I'm going to fucking break the rules here because I need to, and right. here's why. And you can, you can, as opposed to be like, here are the keys, son, go for it, like. You need to be able to practice that stuff. And, and, you know, I think my favorite thing was in improv where it's like, 
all right, dum dums, you really got to follow these rules because otherwise you suck ass. Right. But then you get to, you get to watch the the people because remember it was it was always you have to say yes and right you can't say no you cannot say no because when you're so new you'll say no and you'll shut the scene down whereas you'll watch really good improvisers say no as their character mm-hmm. but not no to improv and it's hard to explain that to newcomers right because if your character's not always going to be like okay let's right. go murder elephants. <laughs> They, I think that's one of the things that made learning improv so fucking hard for, yep. for, for me, at least, was we'd get into a scene, and I was like, I have to say yes to everything, and I don't know where to take some of this. Yeah, like, right? So if I'm saying yes, I'm very lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a fine line, right? If, if I'm like, hey, let's go to the playground, and you go, no. Depending on how you respond to that, yes. it could be your character saying no, or it could be like, no. We're not going to the playground. Right. Fuck the scene. And you're like, cool. Well, we won't go. All right, cool. So whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted real quick. I my, my attention got pulled because uh, when I called, uh, when I said uh, uh, Piper Pilot was new, they responded with, uh, "Yes, hello, I'm new. I saw you accidentally call Corridor Digital Collider, and I'm like, shit, I like podcasts. I'll listen to these guys, and here I am, a happy accident, it w- uh, as it were. I'm also a student of improv, so uh, oh. coincidentally, I love this shit. Welcome." Uh, dude or dudette, welcome. Yeah, uh, we're seriously. Very, very happy that uh, that you joined us here. I'm glad that my uh, stupid ass mistake uh, brought you here. He's the one who posted. That it. was totally my fault. And I'm the I'm the dumbass who posted. I I okay. So what <laughs> what had happened? And first and foremost, a giant. We're sorry to uh, both Collider and uh, Corridor Digital because more to Corridor than to Collider. Right, but I mean. <laughs> We uh, we've been we've been watching Corridor Digital and Freddie Wong and, and everyone they've been so for since uh, at least when were we at Assignment Desk? Two thousand twelve to two thousand fourteen. Right. So since about two thousand twelve thirteen somewhere in there, uh, we've been a fan of what what these guys have been creating. And so we uh, the utmost respect for them. Doug saw the article on Collider talking about Corridor Digital's video and just assumed oh Collider posted this. And, s- and sent it out. Even though I watched the video and right. saw Corridor on there, right. but I c- confused the two because so, <laughs> I'm a dumbass. So then I jumped on. I'm like, oh, I'll just I'll I'll jump in real quick and and from the account, we'll I'll I'll make it okay. like I'll just say, hey, so you know, big sorry, uh, credit where credits due, just tongue in cheek because we're just be- having fun. And the first day was uh, <laughs> the first day was fine. Everyone was in good good fun. They Quarter Digital responded with Collider question mark, and then you know we put a GIF, and everyone was in good fun. Then the next day, some of the uh, and I'm going to say some of the cunts came out. The yeah. next day, day two after it had marinated, and then there were people calling us out for not uh, you know um, for not taking it down and posting reposting with the proper thing. Again, not it was all it. It was not meant as a as a fucking uh, slight. Well, here's the thing. Someone was like, "Credit where credit was due." When you say that, it actually means this and this. And I'm like, "Oh Jesus fucking Christ!" Well, so I was texting Doug, and I'm like, "Should we just fucking take it down and repost?" I was it? like, "Look, I I'm not good at Twitter. All right, the fact that Justin's like, Doug, you get to own Twitter. I'm like, this is a good challenge for me. So when I did that, and I, this is how stupid I am. I'm like, "How do you edit tweets?" <laughs> and you, you can't, can't edit tweets. Yeah, you can't. And right. I was like, "Fuck!" So what's the standard protocol? And I didn't know the standard protocol. So I thought we had done it. We had taken care of business. Yeah. When Justin's like, hey, you know, whatever, it's this. And people are like, then fucking take it down. Right. I'm like, okay. Is we got that a what couple, we do? And we got a couple of messages, too, like to yeah. us that were just, it was like, oh, my God, guys, like, 
this is really where you're drawing like, your line in the sand? Be condescending. I'm right. like, I, I, I really don't know what I'm doing. This, I'm sorry, guys. Like, this is where we're. This tell is, me what to do to fix it. Right. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and that's the thing too, because it's nothing. It's not even a fucking blip on Quarter Digital's radar. Like, yeah. th- n- this was just a fucking you know flash in the pan for them. For us, we're just like, God, we feel like assholes. Like, we're yeah. sorry. And this and I that. was but again, so embarrassed. To the people who were coming out and really coming at us hard in the, in the DMs and the whatever, I'm just like, this is where you're planting your flag. This is the thing that you're taking the stand on. Credit with, where credit's due! With everything else going on in the country and the world right now, this is where you're taking your stand. Okay. Yeah. Then Mia culpa. We're fucking sorry. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, whatever, dude. Just <laughs> please make it stop. Yeah. And it, it made me really sad that I had notifications on for Twitter because <laughs> my phone would not stop buzzing. And yeah. the worst part is when I I got the message from Corridor right before I went into a meeting at work, and I saw that, and they're like Collider, and I go, I was like. <gasps> I have four minutes until my meeting and I don't know how to fix this. I was like, so f- I, I was like, and I, I couldn't stop. I was in there for an hour and the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, how do I fix this? I don't know how to fix this Twitter thing. This is what social media did to me. I felt my phone going buzz, buzz, buzz. I was like, oh God, oh God, the world is burning around me. And I just go, Justin, I'm yeah. sorry. I, it was my fault. I didn't know what to do. I don't know what to do. The I looked world is the, burning around me. And Justin went and I was like, he fixed it, knowing that, not knowing that it wasn't good enough. So that being said, uh, it, it's, it's Pied Pilot. Is that correct? It's Piper Pilot? Pi- oh, Pi- <laughs> Sorry. Oh, now you got to apologize again. Fuck! <laughs> Hashtag credit where credit's due. Um, thank you for joining us. And based on that little fuck up, we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was that was entertaining. That was also, fun, it was a very it was interesting twenty four hours. And I was like, oh. Well, the one thing that I had said to Doug too is, I was like, I said, this is again, all things considered, this is nothing. This mm-hmm. is a drop in the proverbial oh. ocean of of shit that is Twitter. So again, this is not. Imagine the people who get. Yeah, we were getting. We got. I think it topped out at about uh, colliders. Topped out at about five hundred something like likes and a couple a couple dozen retweets or whatever. And, uh, you know, again, for us was like, we've never had that much traffic on Twitter. <laughs> no. So our notification was like, I don't know how to handle this. Yeah. But like I told Doug, I was like, imagine the people that have, you know, that get, you know, 2 million likes and like a couple hundred thousand retweets and comments galore and this and that. I was like, you have to, at that point, I assume that you have to be turning your notifications oh, you off. Because to. there's no way that you can, you, there's no way you can live with that. Just I think I saw a video where someone had, they recorded their phone. They posted something on Instagram and set it down, and their phone just went. It just didn't from just stop. Nonce. Yeah. And I've seen, you know, I like, like I've just uncovered the lost city of gold. I've seen tweets. <laughs> I've seen them, guys, where you look at it and you just see the activity on it. It's just like, 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 agree to. It's like in real time. I'm like, holy shit! Like, what the fuck? And I actually told Justin because the first day everyone was pretty chill. I'm like, yeah. imagine if this was hate, right? And then, sure enough. Day right two. around the corner. Day I was two. like, I was like, turn, fix it, fix it. I don't make like this, it. Make this stop. I was like, I don't want to read them. <laughs> fix it. I don't want this. I was like, turn sh- it off. Sh- have your binky. <laughs> I, Papa's got it. I was like, I don't want this anymore. Papa's got it. <laughs> Take care of it, Papa Strandlin. Uh, uh, Piper Pilot, I think you're going to have Doug's heart though, because uh, in the in the the chat here, and for anyone listening to this on Tuesdays, again we live stream and we do it uh, on Twitch and we do a chat, uh, so you can interact with us here. Um, so uh, Jared uh, had said, you know, we've, they've got four years of podcast to listen to, so a lot of catching up. And he said, I don't backlog. 
uh, you know, I missed the ship. It's more fun to try to decipher inside jokes than get them the easy way out. And that is a man after Doug's, a man or a woman, I don't know who you are yet, but that is someone, a person after Doug's heart because uh, Doug jumped into your mom's house podcast, which is, as far as inside jokes and, and references go, it is the holy grail and the, like, the world's hardest cipher to, 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 to crack. And Doug has jumped in full force and is, is starting to pick apart those inside jokes. Oh, my God. I, so would, I went to the backlog because I was like, I want to know the genesis of this joke. And so uh, I would Reno. go back. He so. said, call me Reno if the name is too hard for you. Wink. <laughs> I like it. Thank you, Reno. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, that, that show is a cornucopia of if you hop into that show, you're like, what the fuck are right. these drops that they're playing? And uh, I went back probably about 150 episodes to catch up on a lot of it. And then I was like, I think that's far enough. Right. And then I was like, I'm caught up on everything at that point yeah. in time. But they will invade. Something will happen. They'll find somebody. <laughs> they've, they've featured their cool guy club, which yeah. is basically really creepy dudes. And they had this one guy who's just a real, a real D-bag. Yeah. And they basically, he, all of a sudden, his uh, Instagram turned private. Like, all of a sudden, because all of us, they call their fans the mommies. Right. Uh, they hit and they hit hard. <laughs> The mommies come to play. And uh, there was a bit that they did where um, they were, I forget what it was. Someone, there was this really local access. It was like an internet um, news place. And people kept uh, emailing them saying, hey, man, um, hey, guys. And they would read these emails on the air. They'd be like, hey, man, you guys uh, looking good. Hey, uh, I like your jeans. Uh, Way to keep them high and tight. And that's like one of their inside jokes yeah. is they're talking about, you know, they, they call each other mommy and jeans. And the idea is that, you know, as your, your parents and stuff like that, as you get older, you know, you wear your jeans high and tight. Mom jeans. You don't wear your jeans low and, low, uh, low and loose. That's, no. that's bad. You keep them high and, tight. high and tight. So they kept doing it. And this guy's like, hey, thank you. Thank you very much for, for liking my jeans. Eventually, after a couple of times, he's like, all right, apparently we've got some jokesters out there. And uh, we got some people from this, you know, podcast from their mom's basement, they were just talking <laughs> shit about him. Tom Segura goes, all right, guys, here's what I want you to do. <laughs> he fucking goes, he goes here's what I want more. you to do. He goes, I want you to flood them with love. Send them nothing but compliments. He goes, I don't want you to, to tear them down. He goes, yeah. send them nothing but love. And that's what they did. Like I People went, it. they're like, guys, we love your show. We love those jeans. You're looking good. <laughs> They still got the digging with they the kept, jeans. They I kept love doing, it. They, I love and they it. basically backed off at yeah. that point in time because it was like you don't you don't mess with those fans. Those oh fans God. are ravenous. They've gone after Garth Brooks relentlessly. So one of my and Doug and I have talked about this. One of my and our personal goals on this podcast is to get an army such as that that will just. Is that a part of our personal goal? It's mine for sure. <laughs> I want to get I want, I would love a fan base that ravenous where it's just like they just like something happens like that and they're like great we're gonna glom onto this thing and they just fucking go nuts on it and they make it their own thing you know what, what it's I that love sense of community that we talked to when we had Mr Tex on yes it's that sense of it, it's because he's built this community in the Black, the Black Pants Legion that you know it's just it's it's unrivaled like yeah. you've just got all these people who are like yeah let's do this thing together well that reminds me that. on one of uh, the most recent episode of uh, Doug watches awkward videos I did a show I did one of the episodes with my uh, Tom Segura bikes yes. shirt yes, yes, which yes. is basically it's, it's me calling out anyone who knows what that is and a guy commented and said uh, nice jeans I go <gasps> I go. go, finally! And like he showed me, he goes, oh, I'm a huge, he goes, I'm a huge mommy. And he showed me a picture of, uh, 
he and his girlfriend with Tom Segura. I was like, motherfucker! Oh! That's fucking awesome, dude. So it's like one of those things where like you see each other, you just nod, you're like, what's yeah. up? What's up, mommy? Like, you get, what's up, yeah. jeans? And they're like, yeah, we get it. Yeah. And, like, I would, and I also, what I love about them is uh, their content is basically fan generated. Yeah. Like fans will find right. these insane videos and be like, hey, Tom, you should check this out. And it's some of the nastiest stuff you'll ever find, <laughs> but it fits their stuff. So and that, that's a good moment to say shout out to uh, Jared for, uh, you know, uh, sending us fan art uh, that's been featured prominently in some of our videos on YouTube. So thank you. And if you guys want to submit us fan art, we would absolutely accept it. Absolutely. And showcase it and everything like that. So there's a debate now of what what the uh, our minions should be called. Oh, my God. Water speech goes, you want minions? <laughs> and then Jared goes, the mind gappers. And I said, I'm thinking gappers. And then Jared goes, a little close to G-A-P-E-R-S, gapers? Oh, you don't want gapers. Nope. What is that? Mm-mm. You ever heard of a gaping butthole? Cool. So <laughs> then Reno, Reno goes, gap tape? <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm liking this. So you guys figure out you figure out what you want to call yourselves, and then you let us know. How about that? Yeah. That's amazing. As the founding members, essentially, who are watching right now. Yeah. This is a tremendous responsibility that I don't know if we're ready for. I don't know if I'm ready for it. Because <laughs> that's the thing I consider, too, is it, some of it's just like, you know, before you know it, uh, you know, you've seen the repercussions of this where fans just go and they do stuff, and you're like, um, guys, could you stop? Right. <laughs> Please. Well, the nice thing about your mom says podcast is they have uh, they they have such loyalty from their fans that if they say guys please stop, like mm-hmm. the fans go cool, we're done. Or they're like, hey, we found this person. Be nice, right? Be nice. To okay, them. we'll be nice. All right, we'll be nice. And they just and they participate so well. They've created so much. Like I love that stuff so much. So actually, Reno goes. I'll submit an intro for the stream or YouTube if you send me the logo. Uh, if you send me the if you send the logo my way, oh, cool. I work in motion graphics, yo. I'm hey. bored as hell. So, oh, dude, absolutely. Hell yeah. So send us a send us a DM on Twitter um, at MindGapPodcast, and uh, we'll Fuck we'll yeah. exchange information. We'll get you the logo. Hell that's yeah. fucking awesome. I yeah. love that. That'd be amazing. That's really cool. Hell yeah. That's um, so cool. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to our friend uh, and MindGap All Star sent us uh, Sam Cook sent us a uh, a story today. Mm. Uh, it says uh, report Spider Man will no longer be shared by Marvel and Sony. And uh, I got furious when I read this. I was sad because it's just a, it's a, in my mind, it's a poor move. Mm. It's, it's, it's greed at its finest or its worst, however you want to look at it. Yeah. Because uh, I think it says in there that Foggy from Marvel offered a 50-50 split. He offered it's, a 50-50 uh, creative split, uh, or creative and, and obviously profit sharing split, I would, I, what I would assume. But yeah. Do you know what it is currently, like what their current deal is? I don't know. It actually does say, yeah, profits. I, one article says 50-50 profits, one said 50-50 creative. So basically going into this halvesies, you know. Are, is that currently what they have? I don't know if that's currently what they have, but mm-hmm. that is what Foggy... Let's check the... Let's get the paperwork real quick. Yeah, let's hold on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's correct. Because, I mean, in that sort of situation, um, Marvel bailed Sony's ass out with Spider-Man, big time. And I'll say this Actually, much. no. Sorry. Okay. Uh, it just, in this one here, it said, uh, the issue, as we expect, is money. While Disney was happy to take only a small percentage of grosses on Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home in exchange for Sony allowing Marvel to use the character in Captain America Civil War Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, a debate among ex- executives began to take place about the future. According mm-hmm. to Deadline, Disney wanted to split the profits 50-50, but Sony didn't even counter. They just said, nope. We're taking our ball. So it sounds like home. Disney was getting a smaller piece of the pie. Yes. And Disney was Absolutely. like, I feel like we should get more considering our movie right. in earned ex- you. Right. In exchange, <laughs> considering our last, what, four or five movies grossed over a billion dollars? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? 
and good luck. And I guess Sony's probably going to try and ride out that goodwill, you know, because those actors are still locked into it. It's not like they have to recast. Right. And um, but the thing here's the thing that you and I were talking about. And, and if you want to finish that the thought prior to that, no fact, great. So I was hoping you would say no. So no, but the the thing is prior to that, uh, we were talking about the fact that they are that. So now Sony can't use. Uh, any reference to Iron Man, they can't use Nick Fury. Uh, they can't hang out with ha- uh, he can't hang out with Happy anymore. Nope. You know, that whole relationship oh, with Aunt May yeah. and Happy gone. Yeah. Uh, they can't. Um, you know, fucking name it like the any of these anything things that's that going done, on in New York yeah. or anything like that. Like, anything it's from God. the past, all that canon that they just set up now. Sony can't use that. So they what can't the use f- the they can't use the Iron Suit anymore. I don't think the Iron Spider. So Am what I the right? fuck is what's the end game with this? No pun intended. Oh man, I don't know, dude. That's like, that's that is to me where they're like, "We'll fucking we'll fuck it out." That's probably what they said, and that's upsetting to me because yeah. that means it's probably going to take one of the best writers to figure out how you're going to navigate that world. It's already a challenge to think about how you know how eventually they're going to incorporate you know X Men. You know, stuff like that. I mean, you can yes. make that. That's not def, that's definitely not the same thing. No, no, no. Because I, that's recasting and that's being like, the mutants exist now. Right. Well, Even, the thing is, you know. yeah, well, they weren't because yeah, they weren't allowed to use mutants, which yeah. is why they use the word miracles or uh, enhanced. enhanced or yeah. the twins or, mm-hmm. yeah, they just, but yeah, I just, I don't think, I mean, Sony has such a bad track record. Oh. And I mean, obviously, when they released Venom, they grossed, what did you say, like 800 million? It was million, over 800 like million, yeah. But the reason they grossed that much, and even shitty X Men movies grossed that much money, was. And here, okay, so it goes into a people will watch it versus fans hate it. Like, even, even, though, huh. fans, even though fans and critics uh, pan these movies, and there's, there's, they're undeniably bad, mm-hmm. they're still making almost a billion dollars. Like sure. X Men movies that make over seven hundred or eight hundred million. Not Dark Phoenix, am I right? What did that end up making? Do we know? <laughs> I don't know. It's buried under the prison, as far as I know. <laughs> it did not do well. Uh, I think everyone was like, "This movie sucks." Uh, Dark Phoenix grossed. Ooh, that is rough. Dark Phoenix grossed two hundred fifty-two million. <sighs> now here's the thing. Again, we've talked about this before. How sad is it that well, two hundred fifty-two million? We now look at and go. Well, is it because that's a it, because failure. What's, what's the budget? It's NA. <laughs> <laughs> they won't release it. Well, because take for example, Ex Machina. Yeah, that movie costs fifteen million to make, and if it grosses two hundred fifty-two million, that's a fucking success and right. a half, right? So it, it all depends on the budget. budget the budget was estimated at two hundred million dollars. So they definitely so lost again money. with with. Uh, um, P and A with Prince and oh. Amber, there's there's no and there was a ton of yeah. that shit around, so they definitely paid. They they easily lost money on that project. So, you know, it, it's situations where their fans have carried Spider Man, right? Really carried Spider Man is a beloved. I love Spider Man. Spider Man is one, of the, think one is, of the most grossing. Yeah, I think it's probably the most popular Marvel character. Hands down, as far as mind. yeah, as far as uh, comic book sales and things like that, it's. Yeah. I think it's universally one of the most because it, it does well in all markets. Right, everybody, especially in Asia, they yeah. love them some Spider Man. So that's why Sony has held on so tight to those film rights because it has been a gigantic uh, moneymaker for them. Yeah. Because people show up, and same thing with Venom. 
people are like, I'll go see a Venom movie because they want it to be good. Right. Like, even if it's critically panned, people are like, I'm going to fucking show up and see it. Well, because they you know? want, yeah, again, they, they're, they're hoping against hope that it's going to be good. And also, they're like, I've, not, I've never seen Venom on screen before because we do not record. There's a lot of gnats in here and it's pissing me off. Uh, I've never seen Venom on screen before because no one will uh, acknowledge Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I've never seen this before. Into the Spider-Verse to acknowledge that movie exists. That's true. (laughs) Fair. Uh... But no, like again, they're just like I. This is a, a Venom standalone. They, you know, they got an awesome actor to play it. So they're like, well, maybe, maybe. Well, and they go so and see it. Funny because Feige said months ago that a Spider-Man and Venom movie was almost inevitable, right? Because they both are so popular and they make so much money. Holy shit! Like, but how, how do you? Would that I would have. I would love. I'd rather them figure how to get Venom in. <laughs> Right. Than to take Spider Man out. Right. <laughs> that to me, I think, is is much more difficult. And I understand there is literally hundreds of millions of dollars in value here that these companies want to make. But at the same time, I was like, just look, Marvel helped you out, and yeah, they want more money from a business right. standpoint. They're like, motherfuckers, what have we done for you? Right. right? But again, like you can continue. So Marvel's basically saying to you, okay. You can either take all of the money that you're making uh, from your movies and hope that they continue to do well. Mm-hmm. You've had to reboot twice, mm-hmm. FYI. Yeah. Or you can give us 50% of it, and we will guarantee you <laughs> that every single time we put out a movie, you will get over half a billion dollars. Right. Your call. Exactly. Right. Like, that's... Come and you on. Know, you know what that is? That's a interesting business like case right Right. to look at that because it's like it's your typical economic situation do you take less money with a pretty solid track record of making that money or do you take the risk almost near guarantee or do you take the risk of going we can make more money if we go on our own but their track record sucks that means you don't have access to the same marvel studios like crew that's generally there for almost every single movie right. the marvel again sony is a studio that makes a lot of movies marvel studios is a studio that makes marvel movies exactly nothing else this is one property and if they for a second anyone thinks that this that spider-man will get like the uh the prom king treatment it's not going to happen. Like they have so many things in development right now, so many different properties, so many things, so many irons in the fire. That sure, right now for a little while it may get the prom king tweet- treatment, but it's not. It's not going to remain the crown jewel forever. If you put it back to Marvel, Marvel will make sure that it is well taken care of. Well, it's going to be again. It's going to get. I mean, the cameos. It, it will get seen. In a regular basis, because Absolutely. the potential for that sort of stuff, and that's what made Marvel so wonderful, was how these characters would just pop up right. from time to time. And it's like, oh, cool, because it creates that environment that all of these folks live together. Right. And like anyone could literally show up at any point in time, and it's uh, fucking amazing. It's something as great as Thor the Dark World, where fucking uh, Loki turns into Captain America right. for right. a scene, right. real quick, where he's just like, da 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 da. I'm like, oh, so good like right. that's that it's like we live in this world i right. and i fucking love it right versus you know you're not going to get that anymore spider-man will be completely isolated yep. from anything else and now from a storytelling you basically what the fuck i don't even know how you write yourself out of it what a great challenge right what a great challenge sure, if you're we'll up call for it, it a great challenge if you're up for it it's like <laughs> i'm sure there's there's a creative person out yeah. there that's like i'm gonna solve this puzzle 
And and the thing is, like, there's so much for Sony to lose. Yeah. And maybe they look at it as like, eh, okay, maybe we do $500 million. You know, I'm sure that's not what they're aiming for. But it's like, there's... there's but they could get $500 million if they stayed with Marvel. And the thing is, like, it, it is all on them. Like, right. They have to figure out how to make this work. And I just don't, I don't trust them to do it. But to your point, though, they also, again, have lost all of the th- stuff that made this iteration of Spider-Man interesting. Right. Cause, cause, this iteration of Spider-Man yeah. is only interesting because of his relationship. Now, again, this has nothing to do with Tom Holland. No. And like, like his portrayal is amazing. Yeah. I'm saying that the story is interesting because he has been integrated into, he's got this father figure in Tony Stark. That he is now taking them. I mean, he almost blew that, mm-hmm. and now he's like, he's like, all right, now I'm ready to take this mantle. Tony, Tony gave this to me, and he's there's this huge weight on his shoulders, and he has these relations. He's he's been dusted, you know, or, yeah. or blipped, or whatever they yeah, call it. Yeah, dusted you know? and blipped. They, and they, and he's come back, and he's got this thing with Nick Fury now. He's got this relationship with him, and he's got this thing, and now. Oh, now I'm I'm Avengers Abroad. Like I, I I'm tapped now because the world needs me, and I'm right. this friendly neighborhood. All of these things that they've integrated him into now are just they're they're dusted. <laughs> that the story now has been blipped. Yeah. You know? No, you're right. And, and so like anything that made this interesting is now again they're essentially rebooting the franchise again. This yeah. will, this will be another reboot. And now that's like you have to. Oh man, that's this so, is a reboot. This is so tough, but with the same actors. <laughs> Right. Unprecedented. Figure that out. <laughs> what does that even mean? Because, again, like you see someone who was like aware of Captain Marvel. Yeah. Someone who is aware of all of these characters. It's the fact that like the next Thor movie is going to involve Guardians of the Galaxy to some degree, right? Right. I mean, it's it's like all or that Or Guardians stuff. will involve Thor. Either way. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's going it, to... It, it is so interconnected and then you just rip him out and we're not even going to talk about it right. anymore. How? So again, now does Marvel get to even in the next movie or in the next couple movies, do they even get to reference the fact that Spider-Man is bye-bye? Well, you know, or that, do we have to just pretend like this character never existed? Or let's take another question. You and me and all the other nerds out there follow this news. What about the person who shows up to the next Spider-Man movie is like, what the fuck is going on? Well, where's Avengers? Yeah. Where's all this? Where's that? Where's that? And there's absolutely no reference to it anymore. Oh, God, that's so true. That's so true. Uh, how do you explain that? Like, I, again, I joked. It's like, it's a difference. It's a multiverse. Right. Like, this isn't Earth 616. <laughs> this is Earth 2. <laughs> Earth 2. Right. Um, I don't I don't even know where you go with that, honestly. Oh, I, fuck, I, and, man. and not only that, it's a problem that doesn't need to be solved. It's not something you have to be like, cool, let's make it harder for ourselves. Right. It's humorous to think I just, that I you're mean, like, we can fucking do this. It's like, okay. All right, I'm going to put this out there right now. Disney, <laughs> you purchased Fox. <laughs> we know Sony's been struggling. Okay. We know that Sony has had email leaks. We know that the leadership on Sony's not the best, right? They've made some questionable decisions. They made the Dark Tower. They made the Dark Tower. <laughs> they made it terrible. They made the Dark they didn't make Dark Phoenix. Never mind. I was going to go with the Dark Room. <laughs> they made the Dark Tower, as I said. Uh, how much cash you got? How liquid are you? How, how, wouldn't that freak you out? You're the guy who's like, man, how can you like Disney, man? They're fucking buying up everything. Right. <laughs> I, yeah, no, it fr- would freak me out. But at this point, I want Spider-Man But back. you know what? Spider-Man needs right. to come home. Also, I mean, 
I have an issue too because uh, you know the whole thing came out now that uh, the chairman of Marvel is one of Trump's biggest biggest donors, and he mm. has been he has been tied with him for for years yeah. and has donated to a whole bunch of really shady shit. Yeah. He was the ex he was the CEO of Marvel and now he's one of the head chair the, the top chairman. I'm not pleased with that. Yeah, <laughs> and it's but I'm just like you know what still fire him. <laughs> By Sony, yeah. In this, <laughs> yeah, because really, what's what's end the road? This. I know there's some like off-brand stuff that still exists out there, but I think Spider-Man's like the the Hulk still belongs to Universal, but for a does he really for a standalone film? Yeah, okay, yeah. So they still own the rights, which that ain't happening anytime soon, right? Have fun whoever with that was like, whoever was like, yeah, he could be a side character. They're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll give you him as far as full uh, movie goes, but. We get him for side character. Sure. Yeah. Have fun. All right. Sign there. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, it's All just right. like if those things are so weird where it's we'll like... see you later, Universal Bar. Like both Fox and Marvel could use Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. You know, like... Because Quicksilver... Yes. It's like... Yes, yeah. What? How can you both... Who was like, all right, for these characters, you can both use them. It's like, why? I Actually, that's interesting because I don't know how did Disney... Because Fox owned all the X-Men. And they Quicksilver did. and Scarlet Witch are X-Men. They so are. How did they are they... the children of Magneto, <laughs> right? So how did how did be prior to the Fox acquisition? How did Marvel get them into Ultra Age of Ultra? That is bonkers because like you can do it as long as you don't say they're mutants, right? <laughs> did they Dude. even reference Quicksilver? Did they say his name? I don't think so. Well, they also don't call Scarlet Witch Scarlet Witch, the streaky fast one. Bring him in because they don't. They call her Wanda. Yeah. So they don't really call her they Scarlet Witch. They don't call Witch. her Scarlet Witch. Into, well, no, but see, prior they called it they called her Scarlet Witch in Civil War, and that was prior to did the, they? I think they did. I think they call her just Wanda Maximoff. We're either going to need someone to weigh in on Twitch, <laughs> or we're going to need to watch these again, uh, or see how that's credited. Because I mean, it may be credited as like this is Scarlet Witch, but I don't think anyone was like, "Here comes Scarlet Witch." You know? What about the witch? What about the witch? Um, interesting, but it's interesting how those those rights things. It, it's always fascinating to me yeah. where they're like, "This is yours in this context, but right. this is this and ours." And it's such a it's such a load it's of like shit. Disney owns Marvel, but not the theme park rights until 2017. It's like then Disney can have it back. It's like right. wait, what? Why? How what the is, fuck? All right, cool, bro. It's yeah. so weird how they can just splice up these brands yeah. in different ways and be like, "This portion goes here." But that just, being said, I think Spider-Man is the only really large outstanding one. Yes. Because obviously everything with Fox rolled back into the, the Marvel Universe and you know Ghost Rider and Punisher, those ones lapsed and came back. Daredevil oh, came they? back. Okay, yeah. That's why you know Marvel was able to do those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those rights came back because uh, Fox is like, nah, we don't, we don't want to do it. Do you think they're bringing them to Hulu? I doubt it. Think, don't think so? I don't think so. I, I don't know what they're going to do. It's a shame. I think of those, Daredevil is by far my favorite. Yeah. And um, I think it's a real shame not to keep going with those. But I just, I don't know. It would be nice if they could. But I, I think Daredevil is a shock to everybody, honestly. That it, was that a, it got pulled? That got pulled. I yeah. think even to that, everyone in that crew was like, huh, what? Well, the thing is, I mean, it does. It makes sense in the in the context of... Disney fully acquiring Hulu, mm-hmm. like Disney, because Disney went on a fucking rampage. Like they, oh, yeah. they own. Then it was Disney. What is it? Disney, Fox, Comcast, and AT and T, Time Warner, I think. And then so yeah, Disney bought out AT and T's thirty percent. 
Disney bought Fox, therefore getting there five or ten percent, and so they had like a sixty percent stake or a yeah, it was a sixty percent stake in the company, and then Comcast, you know, NBC Universal still had a thirty percent stake, and Comcast said, "We're not selling," and then cut to two months later, "All right, we're selling." <laughs> And Disney was like, we we got it. Yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah. take it. So they so Disney yeah now fully owns uh, is fully vested in Hulu, and I think I think Hulu is where they're going to put their non family friendly shows. So it would be smart. I could see I could see them coming back. Yeah. Again, I don't know what the deal looks like with Netflix now. Yeah. Because Netflix was the partner in those shows, and therefore mm. they may have a five to ten year window yeah. where they're not allowed to use those characters again on the streaming. Platform. I really so, wanted to see what happened with those and like Infinity War. Yeah. Because they did such a good job of talking about New York after um, you know the the Battle of New York and right. how that affected and how that actually created the area for Fisk. To exist in in, in in the Daredevil universe <laughs> yeah. and, and and everything like that, and they really flushed out all those things that could happen. But I would really would have loved to seen what would have how they would have handled who survived the Infinity, you know, the snap and yeah. stuff like that, and who did and what that meant for them oh, after man. the fact to get the, oh my god. What about that? You do a season during the five years, yes. you know, yes. where where you know some of them survived and other ones didn't. I mean, imagine Daredevil and is already like sad. Sad, uh, he he survives yeah. for those five years, but like half the world's gone. You know, Fuck, man. Foggy's gone, or right? What, or yeah, what, yeah. You know, it's like how does he? And I or don't Jessica know. Jones is gone, and uh, what's her nuts is uh, the, yeah. the, the Trish. Yeah, she's you know she's had maybe she takes up the man with that new yeah. serum. She takes up the mantle of Jessica Jones. Yeah, then Jones comes back, yeah. and now Trish has to step down, and then they have and again like there's so many ways you could have gone and, with and that. The thing is like th- th- that stuff always played in the background, but it had a significant impact. On that universe, mm-hmm. you know, it drove situations where some people were like, you know, you know, my my family died in that fight, and you're just like them, right. you know, because you're enhanced or you're different, and yeah. you're the you didn't save them, so it's you. So there's like that whole thing that it doesn't, it's not in your face, but it's there, you know. Seeing the people that reported on the day that you know the Battle of New York and stuff like that yeah. really enhanced that world, and I would have loved to have seen that because how does Honestly, you take a look at everything moving forward. People have to somehow react to that, right? The only thing we've really seen post Infinity War Endgame was Far From Home with Spider-Man. That was really yeah. the first yeah. thing that dealt with, you know, the all fallout, right, yeah. this happened. You know, in fact, Spider-Man's the reason why you hear about the blip and you get to see what happened right. when everyone came back. Right, And Absolutely. they came back to the exact same spots, you know, where they were. And it's like, you know, it doesn't have to be like every movie doesn't have to be like, well, I remember when, but... The impact of that is significant right, in that universe. Effect, yeah, Captain America's not around anymore. Right. Iron Man's gone. Like, there's been some shakeups. Yeah, some shit has happened. Hulk is actually, you know, both Banner and Hulk now. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things that have happened, and I'm so curious to see how that stuff gets gets flushed out. Jared, you said the Defenders would be pretty good in the in-game group scene, except for Daredevil. Are you saying that you don't like Daredevil? Now, tread lightly with your answer to this. Yeah, I mean, I won't hate you forever, but. For, I'll hate you for a week, but yeah, um, uh, and not the week that you're here. I'll love you for that week. But yeah. uh, real quick, uh, Jared also says, um, <laughs> "I liked the Nick." Uh, he asked, "Are they doing a new Ghost Rider?" I liked the Nick Cage one because it made the most of his Nick Caginess. <laughs> it's actually really true. Uh, it, dude. It, I, I can't. <laughs> he was a good Ghost Rider. You know what's funny? The movie was bad. He wasn't terrible. Yeah, going back to uh, Corridor Video. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, the one you sent in the bike, uh, Stuntmen. Um, oh my god, yeah! That but they also I watched some, also watched the most recent one with the visual effects. Yep. Watching visual effects, yeah. and they showed Spawn. 
Oh, did they? Oh, my God. That movie is worse. It looks way worse than I remember. doesn't hold up, does it? No. <laughs> it's so funny because two of the guys go, we made a movie back when we were in high school. And they're like, and they showed their movie. Yeah. They're like, this is the same as Spawn back when we did it. And they're like, and they're like, our movie's bad, but we were able to create the same level right. of graphics right. and visual as a effects. a multi-million dollar movie. And you watch it and you're like, oh, my yeah. God. I is. really hope they take another crack at that. Well, Todd McFarlane's working on it. Yeah. And supposedly it's supposed to be like a straight up horror film. And I can't wait I'm to hear more I'm very excited it. to see Mahershala Ali take a, t- take a turn as Blade. Oh, dude, the hate that came from people that's like, the only Blade is Will. <laughs> Will. <laughs> Wesley Snipes. I'm like. Wait a second. I didn't even realize there you didn't was. see that? No, there was backlash? Oh, I wouldn't say it was huge, but there was people posting. They're oh, like, fuck not that. my Blade or whatever it was. And I was like, dude, are Great, you. Great, then don't go see it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Those people better not fucking show up at the theater. They better like, not go see it. Like, if you're, it's the not only my Blade like, for me is Wesley Snipes. I'm like, yeah, yeah he yeah. was there, but. Uh, he was the. He, yes, he was cast the first time Blade was put on screen. Correct. I cannot wait. And he did a good job. Absolutely. I cannot wait to see a reimagining right. of Blade. Blade is exactly just like Spawn. It needs a, a reimagining. It needs a reimagining. Those movies were, I will, I will say, those movies for good, those movies were good for the time they came out. Yes. And it was awesome to see that character on screen. That being said, with what they can do now and where storytelling has come and where writing has come and the imagination... It's it's a whole different ball game, and I'm very excited to see. Oh no! Not to mention you get an actor of that caliber yeah. to hop in the role. I was like, "Fuck yes, please do!" And that's that's a Marvel property, right? Yes, Marvel. Oh yes. yes. Uh, oh, sorry, Jared just says he's clarifying. He says, "No, I love Daredevil. There's just no way Daredevil would have been useful in that fight." <laughs> in, what, what in the end game? In the end game end scene? Oh no, no, no! What are you talking about? He could have been useful. Yeah. If if fucking uh, Wasp can show up and fight people, truth then. Daredevil could. Luke Cage would have been super useful. Right, yeah, right. Uh, real quick, Water Speech goes, could you imagine the lawyers drawing up the agreements of oh. like, you get this character, I get this character? He goes, it must feel like they're trading billion dollar play- playing cards in the playground. Dude, and not only that, can you imagine the heated negotiations right? that happen when you realize they're arguing over fic- fictional characters? Right, but they're this like, is, again, Daredevil belongs to Netflix in perpetuity in all universes. Yeah, but we funded it. It's, 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 it's a we own a portion of that. Right. Well, you can't use Daredevil and Ghost Rider. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> I, th- I think too, but like as you're a kid on the playground, yeah. could you ever imagine growing up and your job is to trade characters? Oh, dude. In a the, legitimate way? Can you imagine the money these fuckers get paid for it too? Jesus Christ. They're like, dude, this you got to call Rob in here. Rob is the premier Hulk negotiator, okay? <laughs> he knows his Hulk contracts inside and out. He he was there from the beginning. You know, you want him as a side character, he's got you covered, but you want to go beyond that, you got to call Rob. You call Rob. Rob. Rob will get you covered, man. He's a fucking cutthroat. Yeah. Now, Denise, ooh, you want some? You want some mutant if, action? You call Denise. If you want someone to take Rob down, call Denise. <laughs> you want to talk about mutants? You fucking call Denise. Right. She will show up and she'll be like, "All right, let's talk business here." She's got mutants tattooed across your shoulder blades. She's like, "We did. We called them enhanced. We called them, you know, uh, miracles. Let's call them fucking mutants now because we own them." Okay. Denise doesn't give a shit. She'll say mutants in front of Fox. She does it to she piss him off. She doesn't give a shit. She'd be like, I'm sorry, are they a mutant? You can't say that. Well, I already did. And she just looks at him and goes, come at me, bro. 
No, that I cannot imagine yeah. what that would be, be fucking like. amazing. These guys just haggling over these fucking superheroes. But you want to talk about how much you and I both hate negotiations? Mm-hmm. Like how, again, how like just fucking mean and like contentious those have to get? Well, it's, I, I don't know if like, it's, it's mean, but it's definitely like brutal. Yeah, you have to be you have to be a fucking shark. Well, imagine imagine Feige walking in and those guys going to Sony and be like, "Hey guys, um, I think we need to we need to up this to a 50-50 split." It's like that scene in Scarface. No. It's like that scene in Scarface where like it's like the beginning of the third act and Tony's sitting in his mansion. And the banker goes, "All right, man. Hey, I got to tell you, so." You're bringing in too much money, and uh, we got to bump up the interest rate. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because that's how he talks. That's a perfect Scarface. Yeah. You know what? Given Al Pacino's he's, accent in that movie, that actually was a Cuban. perfect Scarface. He's very Cuban right there. You sounded about as Cuban he's as he like, did. He's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bump the points on this and pump. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, hey, I got shareholders, man. It's, it's what I got to do. And Feige's basically like, this is making too much money. Uh, we can't just go with whatever it is. And because we're doing the majority of this and right. you're riding in our coattails, right. uh, we deserve a larger split of that. And, and it's somebody be like, fuck you. We got it. You no, know, they're like no. Yeah, you know it, it, oh. that. Yeah, that's fucking. I, I'm, I'm really hoping that they get to that that they get to production. They get to pre-production. They're going through it and they go, "Fuck, we made a mistake." And they go back to. I don't think it'll happen because I think that they're all too fucking full of themselves. But I really hope that they get to the point where they they realize, and then I hope Feige rakes them over the coals and goes eighty twenty. No, what I hope is Feige goes. No, you know, you guys go ahead. You guys go ahead. We're good. And. uh won't you give me a call after the movie? <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk after you guys. We'll do talk this. about you signing the character back over to us. We'll talk about it after the movie. Yeah, and people will still show up. You know, I wonder if Tom Holland would ever. And this isn't because I could. I I wouldn't fault him either way, but I wonder if he would ever punch a seal. <laughs> it was exactly what I was, <laughs> I was hoping. I don't. I need to know these things. <laughs> I was like, what would be something? Punch a seal. Tom, I got to know. Would you ever yes. punch a seal? If he's, we like, ever he's like, under what lu- circumstance? Lucky enough. Who was that? Michael Jackson? What under, was what, under what circumstance? <laughs> I guess it was kind of I don't of even a, know what that was. It was a Mark Wahlberg a little bit. If we ever Say hi to your mother for me. him on the show, that is the first question you need to ask him. All right, Tom, let's get things straight. I got to know. episode 210. <laughs> would you ever punch a seal? Would you punch a fucking seal? And if so, under what circumstances? Under what circumstances? What would, he have, what would the seal have had to done to you or your family? <laughs> or your family. Um, <laughs> say hi to your mother for me, Tom. Say hi to your mother for me. Say hi to Aunt May for me. <laughs> no, do you think Tom Holland would ever, uh, like basically kind of how the Guardians did, would, they ever, would he ever take a stand with Marvel and say, <laughs> no. I will not be in this No, and, I don't. and just fuck Sony? No, I don't think so. I'm sure the contract that he has is probably going to, it would cost him so much that I don't yeah. think it would be something that he would do. I don't if think he I, wanted to get out of it, though, mm. if he wanted to get oh, out of it. Oh, that would fuck him so hard. If Tom Holland was like, see ya, and they're like, fuck, we got to do it again. <laughs> fuck, they so just, sorry, they just post yeah. something on Facebook. Who wants to be Spider-Man? At this point, we don't. Spider-Man's retired. Come on. I thought you were say something else. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking a homeowner. <laughs> Uh, is Spider-Man wearing a unitard? <laughs> we do have our own inside jokes. We do. Uh, I, just, I just now realized it. Yeah, we have a couple. Yeah. Uh, yeah I was going to pull up Gilbert, but my voice is not there. Uh, if Tom did want to get out of that contract, though, there is there is one way outside of lawyers that he could do it. Oh, 
Pray tell. Yeah. So it's a good it's, sire. It's uh, you've got to dig deep into the law books to find this, hmm. but it's a loophole that not a lot of people know about. Okay. Yeah. Um, Rob and Denise know about it. Rob and Denise were actually integral in in the first time this was used, and it is based off of their last names. Actually, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're related. No, no, no. Okay. So it's Rob Throsom <laughs> and Denise Downgren, <laughs> and so this loophole <laughs> was actually based off of. The two of them who came up with this. Do you know what the loophole's called, Doug? <laughs> Throw down! <laughs> down! Oh, my God. Downson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Downton. Downton, yeah. Uh, so today's throwdown, uh-huh. uh, I, fittingly, and I, uh, initially I, I didn't know what we were going to do. I, it wasn't until about 10 minutes ago that I remembered we had to do a throwdown. And I was like, uh-oh. But then immediately, I was like, well, there's no contest about who's Tom in Tom Holland throat. versus the seal. Right. Go. How big's the seal? <laughs> Where are they fighting? If you have to ask. <laughs> they in space? <laughs> uh, naturally, yeah. <laughs> it's a space seal. Um, so uh, it's going to be um, Tom Holland's Spider-Man uh-huh. versus Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man versus Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. It's okay. a three-way throwdown. Spider style. Well, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man doesn't have to worry about running out of webbing because accurate. He just shoots it out of his wrists. So because his body makes it, his body makes the webbing. I think it's bionic webbing <laughs> from his wrist. I feel like I'm like I know. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, I mean, they would all have the same powers. Um. Uh, I guess this is like an Into the Spider Verse sort of thing. Like who would, yeah, who would win? Um, well, Tobey Maguire is obviously older, even though he plays a younger person. Um, <laughs> Jared just says Tom 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 Holland Spider Man has insta kill. Fuck! If he has the iron suits, iron spider suits. <laughs> He's got Avada Kedavra in it. <laughs> he also knows magic. He also knows magic because he's British. Oh, yeah. He's got a heads-up display. Um, he has so much more at his disposal. Um, I honestly got to give it to Holland. Like, I was going to say, Maguire's out just because he's old as shit now compared to the other two, and he's well, not going to move as quick. Well, you got to take him in the prime. Okay. He was old as shit when he played the character. Uh, yeah, I mean, because that's Tom the thing Holland's is... Tom Holland's also the only one of them that actually had... Gymnastics chops. Well, here's the thing. I don't think Tobey Maguire's was as focused on the smarts either, like the intelligence. Yeah, absolutely. Andrew Garfield's definitely was. It yep. showcased that. And then uh, Tom Holland's is heavily implied where he says things like, you know, you see him in school. He understands stuff. He tells Cap. He's like, man, that shield doesn't obey the laws of physics. Right. He, uh, he understands advanced particle physics based off of like the time. Tra- like he's, yeah. he's very like he it, will keep up with everyone who is talking like. Stark and Strange yeah. and all these fucking heavy hitter geniuses. He's keeping yeah. up with them. He shows him making his, his, his formula for right. his webbing and stuff like that, so he gets it. And on top of that, he has a suit that was designed by fucking Tony Stark. Right. He's got multiple suits. Huge advantage. Yep. Um, there. Uh, so, again, physicality-wise, I think they're all pretty equal. They're pretty well matched yeah. as far as like what they can do. I mean, we've seen Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man stop a train 
from falling, but we've also seen Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man try to keep a boat uh, together after getting split apart. And honestly, I feel terrible, but Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is so forgettable to me. I love Andrew Garfield in that role. I know a lot of people don't, but his movies were so fucking forgettable. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't remember much about them. I remember seeing them each one time. Yeah. And uh, I just, they, they were just okay. I honestly have to say it's it's based off of the, the intelligence, the suit, and the fact that the actor playing them actually can do flips and shit. I really think that, that Tom Holland's Spider-Man has it. Yeah, because yeah, he can do, he has so much. He has a, he has a huge advantage. Huge advantage. So I'm going to give it to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Tom Holland's Spider-Man! Now, we have another new person who I've not seen here before. Uh, Nunez, N-U-N-E-Z, 8708. Uh, or 8708. I don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man 1 over Tom Holland. Tom Holland over Tobey, Spider-Man 2 and 3. So he's oh, saying if Spider-Man okay. 1, Tobey Maguire would take it. But if it's Spider-Man 2 and 3... Tom Holland takes Interesting. It. Interesting. Because I feel like we see more. I would love to know more, too. If you're still in the chat, I would love to know why. Because I feel like you see more out of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2 as far as, like, physical prowess, what he's doing, what he's fighting. With Doc Ock, yeah. With Doc Ock. Yeah. And again, that's where he stops the train and everything like that. Yep. Uh, also, like, he's holding up some sort of fucking globe or something. It's like some building at the end. That's when Mary Jane sees him without his mask on. Like, as oh, far as, like, yeah, pure yeah. physical yeah, strength. yeah. We see that like heavily sure. showcased. I'd say in Spider Man Two, Spider Man Three is, is it doesn't exist. He so, fights. Um, he fights Venom and the Great and the Sandman. <laughs> he also fights himself yes. with dance. Um, yeah. Uh, he also fights society, pushing him down. I, also, I think it's funny because everyone's just like Andrew Garfield. They're like, I don't even remember him. Oh, what? that's right. He did Spider Man. That's right. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I did not mind him in those roles. I liked Andrew Garfield. I in liked those. him in the the, the movies. I like him in general. The movies themselves, eh, but him in that role, I I totally I I liked it. Yeah, it was I personally. Tobey Maguire in Spider Man One was the first time we saw that character mm-hmm. on the screen. I, that for me was special. I was mm-hmm. like, that's awesome. Uh, the Amazing Spider Man One and Two, I think. I don't want to say they're better movies, but I definitely liked Andrew Garfield's portrayal better. Tom Holland, I think, is flawless. Mm-hmm. I love his portrayal of Spider-Man. I agree. I think that's fair. All right. We've uh, established that. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland is the blonde Peter Parker in Spider-Verse. McGuire is Peter B. Parker, and Garfield is <laughs> Spider-Ham? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jared, we are, oh. we're, we're gonna, that's going to be our button. We're I ending think on that. That's a great, great application to Into the Spider-Verse. So, well done. Well done. Wow, that was fun! And uh, Twitch, thank you, thank you all. Twitch for, lit it up. Thanks tonight. to the new folks this who came was on a, by. An insane, uh, very fun, very chat active. Here. Thank you. And uh, yeah, so as we start wrapping th- things up, as always, Justin, is there anything out there you'd like to promote? Anything yes. that you think people should be watching, doing, playing, whatever? Good Omens on okay. Netflix. I gotta uh, finish that. Which was uh, again, I, I think I said this previously, but episode one, it took me the episode to figure out what I was watching mm-hmm. and then once I figured out the like I'm like okay this is the style this is the rules of the universe I was fully in and it was a great show um, good uh, good boys um, <laughs> we watched the Red Band trailer last night uh, um, nice. the boys thank you uh, I am I think episode five or six right now fucking awesome I cannot wait to finish it and then uh, I don't remember if I said this but Green Book 
Yes, you did. I did? Okay. Well, and I'm going to say that's the second time you've been like, I don't know if I've said this, but the Green Book. So wait, did I do it three times? <laughs> this will be the third time. Green Book. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Okay. I would also oh, recommend... I'm reading a book right now. Um, oh, hey! Atta boy, you fucking dummy. Yep. Uh, it is uh, Caddyshack, The Making of a Hollywood hmm. Cinderella Story. Very cool. It is such a cool book. If yeah. you are into cinema at all, or if you're into Caddyshack and that kind of like Animal House, National Lampoon, SNL type humor, this book is phenomenal. It takes it back all the way to the beginning where um, the two guys who really founded National Lampoon, the magazine, uh, they were. It, it starts with them in Harvard at the National Lampoon, follows them into National Lampoon going to a, a public... Uh, a national publication. It follows them then into doing a live stage show and a radio show for National Lampoon. Some of those people getting poached to SNL, the start of SNL. Then it talks about Animal House getting written and how that was an answer to the SNL crew. And then it talks about uh, Caddyshack getting made. And it was a shit show of a production. Terrible Mm -hmm. and amazing to read. (laughs) How that movie got made is beyond me. That's crazy. So it is a really cool book. Highly recommend Caddyshack, The Making of a Hollywood Cinderella Story. That's awesome. What do you got? Uh, I'd also recommend The Boys. I just finished watching it for the second time. I finally got my wife to watch it, and she absolutely loved it. I also finished reading the comics for the third time. Uh, and I watched the I watched the series, reread the comics, and then rewatched the, the show, and I had such a greater appreciation for it because there's a bunch of inside jokes okay. or nods okay. to different things, which I'm like, I missed that because I wasn't fresh up on it. I can't recommend it enough. It's such a great, great show. And I also read it was the highest, most viewed show so far on Amazon Prime. Damn, okay. And they've already started making season two. Beautiful. They've already had some cool set shots of people covered in blood. So they're very excited. Keeping it going. For that. And I'd also recommend uh, the comic uh, Mouse, um, which I was talking about earlier. It's fantastic. Uh, There's two volumes to it. Again, it's about... Uh, a son basically cat- um, cataloging or uh, writing down and telling the story of his father who survived the Holocaust. And it's really interestingly, to- it's told in a very interesting way. And it's, it's, it's really cool. I highly recommend it. Uh, check that out. Yeah. Uh, Christian Nunez? Mm-hmm. Nunez? No shit. Christian. So that's. What the fuck, dude? What's up? His last name? Nunez. Nunez. There you go. Uh, Nunez. Uh, no, I don't know. Cool. Christian, nice. what's up, dude? Yeah, uh, that's um, Nunez 8708. Cool. Or 8708. Nice. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 870 something. Um, but uh, so, yes, so now I'm, I'm off track. Here we go. Got it. Uh, again, thank you to all the Twitch folks. Um, if you are a listener and you'd like to check us out while we record our episodes, join us on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Uh, we generally Twitch, uh, we Twitch, we stream, uh, we send out notifications. Uh, generally, it's it's every Tuesday, but it can change depending on our guests and everything like that. But uh, join us, hop on the Twitch, uh, stream us, and chat with us. Uh, you can also find us on all the social medias at MindGap Podcast. Um, and also, um, I had something else. Oh, check out our YouTube channel as well. We've got lots of uh, great videos, fun videos. Doug watches awkward videos. Justin plays video games. And we are also putting up our Twitch streams along with the audio on YouTube as well. So you can watch it there. We're also putting our backlog of stuff on there as well. So be sure to check that out, which is always fun. 
And Justin exists in the digital realm also when he's typing. That's true. On Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we, I, again, this chat has been in, insane today. I, I love, love it. it. Uh, on Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify. I always try not to step on yours. Yeah. Because when we post it, we switch those two. <laughs> and so in my brain, I'm like, wait, no, Stitcher first now. Uh, and then on Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold, you can subscribe to us, like us, share us, review us, rate us, all the things that we love when you do. Uh, and then check us out on 2East8th.com slash MindGap. And then uh, just keep an eye on 2East8th's stuff, on our social stuff, because uh, we are now in post-production for uh, Sid Penrose. So we've got... Uh, we're getting the footage to the editor. Uh, we're talking to our uh, film composer, and we are... Um, yeah, uh, looking at the uh, next steps in that. So we it, it's it's moving along. So we've got that coming out, and then Drew and I are working on a couple more scripts, and hopefully we'll be doing some sketches pretty soon. Yeah, hopefully the Muffin Man will see the light of day. I want the Muffin Man to <laughs> see the light of day so goddamn bad you don't even understand. <laughs> Drew and I still need to film the intro to it. <laughs> It'll be a fun one when it comes out. Yes. Uh, thank you, Justin, so much. Douglas, thank you. Beyond words. Twitch, thank you for joining us for this episode, and we'll see you next week on Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap.